Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nashawn Garrett. Uh, most of you guys know me from TikTok, and if it is the case that you do know me from TikTok, well, thank you for joining me on a n- another platform to learn more about the scriptures more than a minute. In fact, up to 20 minutes here with some explanation, some deeper, going into some deeper things. Hey guys, we've been in our series talking about the book of Romans, which is an amazing book, but oftentimes uh, misunderstood and it's thick and meaty. Um, I think a lot of times uh, we quote the book of Romans um, thinking that, uh, yes, we want to take this quote. It, it makes sense within our philosophical or theological framework, but Paul is a master at laying the foundation um, in this book, uh, specifically with regards to uh, not only universal salvation, um, the grace of God, the understanding of the law, um, the role of Israel, um, and how we should live as a people because of what Jesus has done. Well, he has... He has perfected this thing in the book of Romans. And so we had just gotten into Romans chapter 1, excuse me, Romans chapter 6, verse 1, which talks about, should we sin that grace may abound? And of course, he answers in verse 2, may it never be. How can we who died to sin still live in it? So, that's a great question. How can we who have died to sin still live in it? Well, first we have to understand that sin is a violation of the law. When we understand that sin is a violation of the law, we understand that we have in Christ also died to lawlessness. So what part of us has died, guys? The part of us that is lawless, the part of us that that does not agree with the law of God, that does not agree with the righteous standard of God, the part of us that was inherited um, through our parents, uh, the part of us that was inherited by Adam and the part of us in whom death and mortality is working out itself in our members. It's that part. That is what has died. And it would be odd to use this position of now being in Christ and now having a positional righteousness to increase lawlessness when it's lawlessness that we've actually died to. Again, sin, guys, is reckoned as a debt. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Specifically speaking of uh, sin as a debt, it is missing the mark, and uh, it is reckoned as a debt in the scriptures. Grace is the favor that covers that debt. It doesn't remove the debt, but it does cover over this debt. And we have to understand that uh, in the first work of Christ, he came as the atoning sacrifice and the propitiation for our sin. Uh, that word propitiation um, is connected to the mercy seat on which blood was sprinkled. And again, this mercy seat is what covered the contents of the ark uh, that were in the ark of the covenant. Uh, what was in that ark was the manna from heaven. There was the rod of Aaron, and then you also had the two tablets of stone on which were written the Ten Commandments. 
So he is the covering that is the mercy seat. He is our mercy seat. And he is not only that, but he is a covering. He's our blood covering our sin. Our debt has been covered. Not so we can feel free to increase more debt. And we have to understand, too, uh, the relationship between there are many Christians who believe that because their sin has been covered, that they are free to do whatever they want to do because their sin has been covered. And of course, these people uh, will unfortunately have to stand in judgment for their own personal sin. They don't understand that you will be, you will have to stand in judgment for your own personal sin. And Jesus has covered over and and bought uh, the whole world and covered over the sin of the whole world. But um, those who have lawless hearts, those who have lawless hearts or those who are in Christ with lawless hearts, um, they will be judged for their sins. Like the Pharisees, um, Christians, again, abuse grace, just like the Pharisees abused the interpretation of the law. So in Romans chapter 3, we read, excuse me, Romans verse uh, 6, chapter 6, Verse 3, we read, do Christians possess the right to sin? We ask ourselves this question, and the reality is no, guys. Christians do not have the right to sin. No one in Christ has the right to sin. In fact, baptism is a uh, a rite of passage. Um, and further on in Romans chapter 6, verse uh, 1 through probably 4 to, or 5, it talks about how um, we have been baptized, therefore, with a baptism um, unto death, so that with Christ we have been baptized with him, so that just as he was raised by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. That is to say, the newness of life is not a life that continues in sin, in the practice of sin, in disagreement with the laws of God, but it is that new man in us who now agrees with the laws of God, who agrees with the righteous standard, who agrees with the truth that is found uh, in Christ. So in Christ, we agree with him. And it reveals not the death of the law. The law doesn't die. It's actually our death. It's not the law's death. And in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul says a similar thing. He says, that uh, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. What is the I he's talking about? Again, it is the I that has been inherited through Adam uh, that is has mortality working in it um, and through our parents, through the will of our parents. Uh, it, is, it is the mind that is set on the flesh. That is who dies with Christ. That is who has died and has been crucified to the cross. That lawless man. So did the law kill Jesus? Yes, the law did kill Jesus, but uh, not because the law is evil, but because it is good and it holds men accountable to their violation of the law. And by holding men accountable to their violation of the law, uh, Jesus, by paying the price on the cross, he agrees with the righteous standard. He says, yeah, the wages of sin is death. Uh, and because men sin everywhere, I'm going to pay for all of their sin. I'm going to cover it. I'm going to redeem and buy the land for myself. It all belongs to me. All authority in heaven and earth belongs to me. I have authority over everyone. 
And we are now seeing the process and coming into the process by which he is coming into a rule over all. So, um, and again, he has rulership over all things, yet we do not yet see all things in subjectivity to him. But we will see all things subject to him uh, in the coming uh, years, in the coming ages. So by paying the price, Jesus shows that he agrees with the right standard of the law. And as a body, as the body of Christ, we must also agree with the head of the body, who is Christ. In his death, we also died to the eye that disagreed with the standard of God. So, well, how then does God and how does the law view us? How does it view us, his body, in light of the death and resurrection of Jesus? Well, it views us, the law specifically in Christ, views us as if we were Christ himself. It uh, sees us as sinless. It sees us as perfect. I had this little rap uh, the other day, uh, a couple years ago, back in 2016, it goes something like this. Hope you guys don't mind. I have to let the Lord God be exalted. I'm faultless, I'm flawless, but at one point I was hopeless, broken, and twisted by the way that seems right to men. It covered my eyes and led to my destruction. I came alive in the nighttime, darkness covered like a blanket over my mind. Ever seen a mirror when it's dark out? Silhouetted shadows looking back, about to have a heart attack because I'm scared. At what I would see, lights came on and I was looking at me. Man, and I was all right. The Lord must be happy with this sight. Oh, yeah. So it's talking about this identity being found in Christ, perfect, sinless. But at one point, when I didn't know, when I was not in Christ, when I had not yet been reconciled or consiled to him, and I didn't agree with him, when I didn't agree with him, I was hopeless and I was broken apart from him. But, of course, we know that he is our great hope and the anchor, uh, which we can put our hope on, guys. Hang our hope on, which is amazing. So the law no longer sees uh, you uh, and the lawless you, but uh, it sees you in him. It sees Christ. So who was the law made for? Great question. Another one. The lawless, guys, it was made for the lawless and the rebellious, as we see in 1 Timothy. I think it's 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. Um, yeah, I'm going to say 1 Timothy. Oh, excuse me. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. We find that the it's the lawless and the rebellious. See, the law wants to and seeks to prosecute sin. And this is really what the wrath of God is about. It's the prosecution of sin. That is the wrath of God. People make it uh, about some angry God doing something. And no, it's, it's about what's just. It's about what's right. It's about any, anything that judges sin, any, um, anything that, uh, well, say if you steal this and the laws, the requirements of this, excuse me, the requirements of the law being fulfilled, that is the wrath of God. So if it is the case that um, restitution has to say, if you steal something and you have to pay it back according to the law, uh, you paying it back two times what you stole, that is the wrath of God. You understand? So it's not some like beatings and this crazy thing. It's, it's, uh, it's just that they are held accountable to now uh, the law and the standards of it. Uh, 
to fulfill those things. So, um, it's the prosecution that is done. So in Christ, there is no fear of judgment. Why? Because and we are not seen as sinless, uh, as, as sinful. We're, we're not seen as sinners in Christ. We're seen as sinless. And so there's no fear of judgment as we mature and learn the ways of Christ. Now, righteousness is imputed as our position in Christ. And now we can come to God freely uh, because we know that the price has been paid for. And that is the grace of God. God used the law to rule in our favor. And by setting Jesus, sending Jesus to die for us on the cross, paying on the penalty and raising him up, uh, he has ruled in our favor um, because of what Jesus has done on the cross. So in Christ, guys, we have died. The we that has died is the mind that is set in the flesh, is the mind that disagrees with God. It is the mind that wants to sin, that desires to sin. And the mind that disagrees with God. In the eyes of the law, in Christ, we are pure and sinless. And being raised in Christ, we are free to mature without judgment of the law. There's no fear there, guys. You don't have to fear being judged by the law in Christ because you are sinless if it is the case that you're growing up in him. So that's why it's so important that you understand to agree with his law. Don't disagree with his law. Don't live a lawless life because then you will be judged because then it shows that you are not in conformity to the one who bought you and the one who purchased you. It shows that you are not under um, authority to him. And so then the law will judge you for those things and you will have to pay out of pocket uh for your own sins. And of course, that will be, um, that is called the second death when you are brought to the law and you are judged by the law. This, uh, and again, the judgment of the law and the second death is only for those who have lawless hearts, guys, whose hearts are lawless against God. Um, and those who have not yet believed because they have not had the chance to or because they just had not received the work of redemption um, in Christ, but they will. And that is, um, again, the universal salvation. It is the saving plan of God. It is the justice of God that he saved all men from uh, what they were subjected to in Adam. Got to understand the laws of headship, guys. And we had talked about that a couple of episodes again. So go back and listen to that if you need to. Well, the maturation process causes us to look more like Christ. And in our conformity to the will of God, ultimately, we conform to his righteous standards, which is the law. And when we agree with his law, then we say, amen. Thank you, Jesus. So thank you guys so much for listening to this uh, episode. Father, I thank you so much for who you are, for your will, your purpose, your plan, your intent, and your desire. Father, I thank you so much that you alone uh, are good and you have good things for all of your creation because all of creation is called according to your purpose. And I thank you so much for the ears of the those who are overcomers, who are of the barley harvest, that is the, the first fruits of those um, who will reign in Christ and with Christ in the uh, millennial kingdom. Um, Father, 
we thank you so much for who you are. And we bless your name, Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. Amen. See you guys next episode.